Hello, witches and wanderers. My name is Missa. And my name is Katie, and welcome to the Baby Witch Podcast. Hey, Missa, how are you doing? Good. Hi, Katie, how are you? I'm good. Just, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying fall. We're getting closer to Halloween here. Um, so I've been trying to do a lot of more witchy stuff or like things to thin the veil a little bit. Um, I grew my own mugwort this year. So uh, that's so I, cool. Yeah. So I've been playing around with that a little bit. I made myself some mugwort tea this past uh, this past full moon. Um, I also have some, I can't remember the name of the stone right now, but it's a uh, like the meteorite glass that comes from Czechoslovakia. Um, and so I've been meditating with that a little bit. Um, and yeah, so just trying to, you know, get into the season. Yeah, spooky season is here. Although I think when this episode airs, it's going to be the beginning of November. So, you know, yeah. keep celebrating I mean, spooky season. Season is all year round when you're a witch. Yep. And I mean, to me, like, I've been celebrating Halloween since like, the beginning of September it doesn't really go away and also like the veil of Samhain doesn't really like oh no it's November 2nd and it goes bye-bye you can (laughs) you can celebrate Samhain all the way I think till Thanksgiving it'll be okay yeah absolutely all right um, and what have you been up to yeah so I went to New York at the beginning of October um and I got to go to Enchantments uh which was phenomenal my mom and my sister and her wife and my mom's cousin all came and they were like oh what are the candles shaped like people for I'm like what do you need them for (laughs) and they promptly left the store uh but I had a great time I got a book then they sent me down to a crystal shop like down the road and I got myself some crystals uh so I just charged those under the full moon and Although, while well, I charged them the night before the full moon, y'all, because I got to tell you this story if you didn't see it on Twitter. I knew the full moon was on Sunday in October. I also knew the full moon was on the 13th. So Saturday comes around and I go, oh my gosh, today's the 13th. I thought the full moon was tomorrow, but it's today. I have to do all my full moon stuff today. Today's the 13th. So I do all all my full moon ritual. I mean, the whole thing, the tarot spread, charge my crystals, everything. I wake up the next morning and everyone's talking about the full moon because it was October 13th. And I was like, I just got the date wrong. I knew it was the 13th. Mm -hmm. So I did all my full moon stuff the day before. (laughs) I mean, I'm of the opinion that and this is the same with the Sabbaths, but you have like a three day window to celebrate a full moon or a new moon or a Sabbath. And like, in this case, like, you know, Sunday's the actual day, but there's pretty much a full moon on Saturday or the Monday afterwards. So you could have celebrated the full moon on any of those days and you'd still be good. So I don't think you did. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just thought it was so funny because I like freaked out at the last minute like oh my gosh today's the full moon I got to do my full moon stuff today I thought I had another day but I don't and then I did (laughs) but hey at least you got it all done and then I don't know I usually see the full moon I mean sometimes it's a really potent day to do magic um just because there's a lot of power on those days but 
mainly what I do on full moons is like, just kind of give, you know, be grateful for, for what I've accomplished in the past, you know, two weeks and just relax and try to look at how pretty the moon is and enjoy life. So yeah, absolutely. I was like mostly just meditating. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't anything like detrimental, like, Oh, I missed the, the full moon at its peak or whatever. Um, I just thought it was so funny because of how I clamored for at the last minute for no reason, because it wasn't the last minute. <laughs> yeah, no, that happens though. Sometimes, especially like if you've been on a trip, you kind of like get out of your routine and you lose track of things. And yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was, it was all because I'd like come back from New York, worked three days and then had three days off. And so I had no idea what day it was. I still only kind of know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that happens sometimes. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about the inner planets. So Mercury, Venus, Mars in your natal chart. So where they are in your birth chart and how they relate to the Zodiac and your personality. And these are called the personal planets because, um, and we'll get into this more in the episode in two weeks, but the planets that are beyond the asteroid belt, um, those are more generational planets because the closest of them, Jupiter, it takes a full year to do a transit. And then, you know, the further out ones like uh, Pluto takes 200 some years to do a transit and they're, you know, they'll be in one sign for, you know, 10 to 20 years. So they're known as generational planets and they tend to be more social and affect um, not only yourself individually, but also like general world things. So um, the inner planets, on the other hand, you know, they change uh, signs every few months and they're a little, a little bit more transient. And uh, yeah, they tend to have more of an individual effect on a person's chart. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument to be made, and Katie makes this argument, she's a big proponent of this, that uh, your, like, Mercury and Venus sign have a lot more effect on your personality than maybe your rising sign, because everyone kind of says, like, your rising sign is who we first meet, and we talked about that again in the last episode, but there is an argument to be made that, like, and we'll get into this in just a minute, your Mercury is who you meet first, because that's how you communicate. Although... And that's how we meet people, how we communicate Although with them. I contend that it's your Venus and Mars that are more important if you want to like test your compatibility with a person and, you know, really get to know oh, them yeah, super absolutely. well, but we'll, we'll talk about that at length. So. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to say um, something real quick, just ahead of time, um, that in addition to where these planets are in your natal chart um, and how that affects your personality, these planets are constantly transiting through different zodiac signs. And every time they're in a different zodiac sign, it affects us. Um, maybe not it, our personalities, but it can affect our behaviors. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind as well um, when you're looking at kind of daily astrology. Yep, because if your Mars is in Aries, it could be a real humdinger of a time for you. Yeah, well, I mean, even, and again, we'll talk about this as we go, but when Mars enters Aries, 
it can affect all of us, not just those who's got, who have it in their birth charts. Cause that's, uh, you know, just a little bit of extra Mars for you. Yep. <laughs> all right. Are you ready to get started with yeah. Mercury? So Mercury is the inner planet and it has the shortest transits, I guess, aside from the moon, which, uh, you know, changes every two or three days. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Mercury, it spends uh, 15 to 60 days in each sign, depending on retrograde. So if it's not in retrograde, it's usually about 15. But if it's uh, in retrograde, it can be there as long as 60 days. Um, and it is, you know, if you think about the god Mercury, which there are some connections there that we'll, I'll talk about a bit more when we talk about Mer Mercury retrograde later. Um, but you know, Mercury was the god of communication, technology, um, all of that. <laughs> Mercury retrograde will, uh, you know, it affects how you communicate, how your mind works, um, how you come up with ideas, and how you articulate the, those ideas by how you speak and how you write. Yeah, so you said Mercury retrograde, but I don't, I think oh. you mean just like where Mercury Sorry, is yeah, in your birth where chart. Mercury is in your birth, birth chart. I'm, yeah. Yeah. And we will get into Mercury retrograde. Don't you worry, everybody. We're going to talk about it. I know you've heard about it. Maybe you know what there it are is. T-shirts and target. Maybe. Target. Did I tell you that Lo got one of those t-shirts yes. too? <laughs> and I told her it was great. And the next time I see her, we're going to wear them and be twins. You should get one too. Oh my gosh. Now I'm jealous. <laughs> Maybe I will. Yep. Um, okay. So yeah. Um, going off of what Katie said, um, because Mercury was the god of communication and Mercury rules our communication skills, where it is in your natal chart is going to affect how you communicate, how you express yourself. Okay. Yeah. So there's an argument to be made that Mercury is the first thing that you meet. So someone's Mercury sign um, or placement is the first aspect of them that you meet rather than their rising sign because Mercury is how we communicate with each other. So depending on your communication skills and abilities and styles, that's your first impression of someone. Yeah. And it's also really interesting because the idea is that, you know, if it's in a super organized earth sign like Capricorn or Virgo, your thoughts are very organized and you're able to articulate thoughts well all that stuff um but then the other idea is that if you are in like a super um not so organized sign like pisces um who's known for being more intuitive and artistic and not necessarily like organized or straightforward you might not like you're gonna be more of an art you know, intuitive, artistic person, you're not going to be as straightforward as, say, a Virgo. Yeah, now I actually am a Virgo Mercury. Um, and so some of the ways that that affects my personality, um, and some of the traits of being a Virgo Mercury, um, is that I'm very detail oriented in the short term. So Katie, if you remember my obsession with to do lists in college, I could not get through a day unless I made a to-do list first. And the things on that to-do list were like, take shower, 
wash face before bed, like just so detailed. And if it wasn't on the to-do list, there was a chance I w- it wasn't getting done. Like if eat lunch didn't make it onto the to-do list, I probably wasn't eating lunch that day. Yeah, that's really Virgo. That's damn Virgo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if things didn't go the way I had planned them, I would I would freak out. I would I didn't have the ability to communicate with others when things didn't go the way I planned. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's yeah. I didn't notice that as one of your friends, but that's good personal insight. That is, this is the point of the Zodiac is that the more that you learn about your signs, the more you're able to say like, oh, you're an asshole for pointing that out to me, but I definitely do that and I need to work on it and fuck you, but also, also thank you. So. Yeah, absolutely. That, and that's, again, we talked in the last episode. I don't like when people use their birth charts, their sun signs, whatever, to make excuses and like, well, you know, I just can't help it. I'm a Taurus. Um, that's bullshit. You should be going, well, I recognize that I do this because I have a Virgo Mercury and therefore I'm going to make adjustments to make sure I'm, you know, not freaking out over something so small. Yes. Equanimity. You should be aware of your personal flaws and try to work with them rather than you know, just being like, eh, it's who I am and not showing any personal growth. Yeah. yeah. So I also looked up uh, Capricorn Mercury. So we talked a little bit again last episode. Mm-hmm. Katie is like almost all Capricorn. Yeah, I, yeah. And for part of that, when I was like researching this episode, it's really hard for me to tease out like, um, you know, because I have Capricorn in so many signs, it's so hard for me to tease out like, oh, this is what having a Capricorn in Mercury means. Because like, it's just like, it's my moon sign. It's my um, Venus sign. It's my uh, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune sign. It's in a lot of my signs. Um, So I actually like brought up all of my loved ones charts. So I could be like, oh, that's what this means. Because I with me, it's just like, oh, it's another Capricorn thing. Of course, like, I think like a Capricorn, because I'm also a Capricorn moon and a Capricorn Venus and a Capricorn blah, 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 and a blah, blah. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's something you might have heard if you, like, listen to people talk about astrology called a stellium. Um, so a stellium is when you have three or more planets in one sign. Uh, so Katie and I, and actually a lot of our friends, because we were born around the same time, are Capricorn stelliums, or uh, have stelliums and Capricorn. I don't really know the terminology, you guys. Um, you people, oh, you guys are so gendered. Okay. Uh, but Katie has, I think I looked at your chart and it's six planets in Capricorn. Yep. So you're like a double stellium. Yep. I'm too Capricorn to function. Seriously. Um, but yeah, one of the things I um, read about the Capricorn Mercury though was that Oh, that's my cat. That's meowing now. No. Hello. You got, what, you got jealous of Boo in, the, in the, a few episodes ago, and now you wanted to be in it? <laughs> um, but one of the things I read about a Capricorn Venus is that... Oh, Capricorn Mercury. Um, or not. Capricorn, Capricorn Mercury um, is that they tend to speak and write very slowly. And I was like, well, that's not Katie at all. But then I looked more into it, and it's because they choose their words carefully. And I will say that's probably true about you. You um, 
want to, you always want to make sure that you don't say the wrong thing. Yeah. Like you're always very careful with what you're saying, yeah. but you do say it quickly. Well, although sometimes I do like when I find myself speaking quickly or without thinking, like I just trip over my words and it doesn't work well. And yeah. So maybe that would explain why I usually need to think things through before I, uh, Oh, now I'm speaking slowly. I think just cause of like a Pavlov effect. Oh, that's awful. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I find if I think things through and I'm able to articulate, then I, uh, you know, I'm able to speak well. But I also find that when I'm just speaking off the cuff, that's when I make like little mistakes, like when I misspeak or which I'm sure all of you lovely people have heard um, when we're recording this or also like the first episode of this show. I was trying to be really laid back and not overthink it. And then I went back to listen to it again. And I was like, Oh my God, I say like, like every other word. I don't know whether we should publish this or not because it, we need to publishing it anyway because we're like, eh, we're trying, we're not trying to be yeah. this professional podcast out there and maybe we don't want to see, come off as too polished. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, that's, so that's the other part of the um, Capricorn Mercury is that you choose your words carefully because you're concerned about how you. Yeah. So you, you like, Prove my point before I could even make the statement. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a bad thing. It's just again, you can. These are tools for people to use to understand themselves mm-hmm. and adjust accordingly. Yeah, and it also is really interesting because, like, like I just proved that I did that by what I said, but also the Aquarian sun in me is like, no fuck that, fuck the man, do whatever you want. Like, who cares what people think? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so. Contradictions. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to discuss Mercury Retrograde? Yeah, so we wanted to talk about this just because it's been in the news for forever. Um, the next Mercury Retrograde is starting on October 31st. So, we should be in. Yeah. So this episode's coming out November 4th. So you're all feeling it right now. Yeah. And so let's just go through the basics of a retrograde. So um, I'm on a very basic level, and this can happen with any planet in our solar system. Um, it's when a planet moves in an opposite direction to the Earth. Um, and so it's not actually moving in opposite direction. It just looks like it's moving the opposite direction because of the way we orbit the sun and the other planet orbits the sun after a certain point, it looks like it's moving backwards. Yep. And then, um, and yeah, so because it's such a common thing there, at least one planet is in retrograde 80% of the time. So 80% of the time, something is in retrograde. Um, and generally on a, a Zodiac level, it causes disruption in that planet's sphere of influence. Um, and we'll talk about this more later. But what I found, no matter which planet it was, was that the best way to combat the disruption was by taking your time with those subjects, uh, getting some distance from them to get perspective, and contemplating your relationship with those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Mercury, again, we said it rules communication technology. Um, So Mercury retrograde means that communication gets jacked. Technology gets jacked. Mm -hmm. Um, so you might experience just 
what feels like utter chaos because you mm-hmm. can't get your point across. Um, you know, you might find yourself in arguments with someone um, and you don't understand why they're mad at you because you think that you're, you know, describing how you feel fine and they're just not getting it. Um, your computer crashes, cell phones don't work. Mm-hmm. Even uh, yeah, travel plans get messed Katie up. Katie and I, yes. Um, Cause again, Mercury was the one with the little winged sandals. So also governs travel. Mm-hmm. I'm also um, commerce, but, um, yeah. Um, but so Katie and I, when we decided we were going to start this podcast, uh, we were, it was July and we were in a Mercury retrograde and I was like, can we wait to start recording until the like Mercury retrograde is completely over? Yeah. And now because of like, cause I don't want yeah. to, Oh, sorry. Oh no, I go ahead. Say, and now because of life stuff, we, uh, I think we're going to be taking a hiatus, like we're going to try to record enough stuff to get through the that time period. But I think because of the uh, because of life stuff, we're just not going to be recording during the retrograde this year. And that might be a blessing in disguise. We don't know. It wasn't intentional. We, you know, I would have powered through it. But again, we've we both work full time and have lives outside of this podcast, obviously. Otherwise, it would be polished to perfection. Um, so we're we won't be taking a hiatus in the, again, the episode should still be coming out every couple weeks. Um, but we won't, we'll just going to record early and we obviously we're recording early right now. Um, yeah. but we'll, we'll have some episodes ready to just go that way. Katie can get through what she needs to get through. Yeah. Don't worry, everybody. She's yeah, fine. Actually I'm going to be <laughs> ranting about it at length because we're both going through some stuff, but I don't care if my dirty laundry is aired out, but part of it's we're gonna do a special saturn uh return episode and i will be ranting about that like a mo both of our saturn returns are in december so everything is falling apart right now yeah it's it's uh been interesting but i mean and that's kind of one of the reasons we started this podcast is because we wanted to tell people about saturn returns and warn the the poor uh Aquarius Saturns. <laughs> uh, I did actually just like warn my friend who's uh, like a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, your Saturn return is coming. Prepare yourself. Here's a yeah, book. No, my sister <laughs> is in that same boat. And I'm like, ha ha, motherfucker, you have to do this next. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So going. Anyway, we were talking about something. <laughs> so I actually had a yes. long rant to go on about this because I work in a very mercury influenced uh, field. I work for an e-commerce company um, that ships large things all over the world. um, And that deals with travel, that deals with communication, that deals with technology, that deals with commerce and travel and all this stuff. And so mercury retrograde like turns my entire work life into a living hell every, like every time it comes up. So Mercury is like one of my deities that I work with. Like I, you know, you heard me in the, in the, uh, you know, atheist discussion about witchcraft. And I do kind of like take a more skeptical look at stuff, but like Mercury retrograde stuff is one of the things that I am unequivocally superstitious about. Like I, um, like I, you know, 
have a bunch of mercury dimes. I um, give like burn offerings to mercury every mercury retrograde. My local store has a special mercury re retrograde tea blend that I drink like it'll save my life. Um, this year, that same store was also selling a mercury devotional candle, which I bought and I fully intend to like burn for the entire month. So I work with mercury a lot. Um, in addition to excellent. Yes. And so in addition to kind of doing the things that I said, like get a mercury statue, get a mercury dime, just like thank mercury and like try to make him your buddy. So you don't end up, uh, so you don't end up, you know, suffering the wrath of the retrograde. The other things that I've just generally heard are like, just, you know, take it slow. Maybe don't use as much technology during those times. And just, uh, yeah. yeah. And just like, try to take it slow and like contemplate. And it's really just a good time to like sit back and reflect and maybe like try to be more conscious, like think about how you're communicating rather than just being frustrated because no one's understanding you and just try to take your time and understand. Yeah. Um, so again, so last retrograde was in July. Um, I lost a whole friend. <laughs> I had yeah, so I had been rekindling a friendship with someone from high school um, who I was, like, like one of my very best friends, talked every day, um, and we had a big falling out, like, five or six years ago, and then about November of last year, we started talking again, um, and then it got to a point where we were, like, it was, there was no, like, slow progression. It was, like, oh, we're on speaking terms again. Let's talk every single day again. And this person is extremely conservative. And so we never talked politics. And then one day it just started getting again around retrograde time. And it was also eclipse season just started getting more and more political. And I was like, you know what? I need to cancel this friendship. I can't have this person in my life anymore, but I knew it was eclipse season and Mercury retrograde. And I was like, girl, just wait until it's over and then tell this person why like you don't bear ill will against them, but you don't want them in your life because they're toxic. Your relationship with them is toxic. But before I could do this, this person literally deleted me off of every social media platform. Mm -hmm. Like even when we weren't speaking for the last few years that we were still like following each other on Instagram, Snapchat, like even if we weren't talking to each other, there was always, you know, it was there in the background and then nope, I deleted off of every platform. And I was like, well, you didn't want to believe in astrology. That's on you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, in your defense, July was a motherfuck. Like, I maybe it's just me, but water sign season is awful for me all the time. Um, and then <laughs> uh, the eclipse season, and also um, like Mercury retrograde. It was it was not a fun July this year. It was real rough. I mean, I had a good time other than astrology yeah, being a fuckwit. That's like, true. I had a lot of fun, <laughs> but I think like I was in a lot of emotional turmoil, but then again, I had yeah. a lot of like life stuff going on, which I said, I'll talk about in another episode, but yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's Mercury retrograde. Like just slow down. Don't force it. Use the time to take a break and kind of like observe, um, a good example with another planet is uh, Saturn was in retrograde for a few months this year. 
Um, and the advice that I heard from a uh, Saturn return class is that when Saturn is in retrograde, that's kind of a time to like contemplate the commitments that you've made. Um, and, you know, Saturn is the planet of structure and commitment. So it would make sense that when it's in retrograde, you kind of take a look at the structures in your life and are, and, you know, kind of make sure that they're serving you correctly. And you kind of need to do the same thing with the communication and technology and all of that that's in your life when you go, when Mercury goes into retrograde, except. Absolutely. Yeah, except Mercury goes into retrograde th three times a year. So good luck with that. Oh gosh. Yeah. So again, like we said earlier, um, Mercury moves super fast. It changes, um, it's signs about every, about approximately every two weeks. Um, again, unless there's a retrograde. So it's, it's hitting those retrogrades very often, way more than the other planets. Yeah. And I think that's it for Mercury. All right. Anything else to say about, okay, great. Okay. <laughs> Just talking about these Mercury retrogrades is like, got me worked yes. up. <laughs> but also that was kind of like we were reading each other's minds. So maybe Mercury was helping us communicate telepathically. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't actually think that Mercury is making us communicate tel telepathically, but it's funny. It would be funnier if, it, if he was so, you know, anything's possible. Yep. 2019. Yep. All right, so let's talk about Venus, goddess of love, yeah. and the second planet. Yep. So, yeah, Venus is the planet of love, and not only romantically, but also it affects just how you love in all relationships, like your friendships, your family. It controls how you're affectionate and how you love. Um, it also, you know, affects... Um, Let's see, I found a really good quote. It affects uh, what you love and how you love. So it, yes. So it's not only like how you love and romantic relationships and interpersonal, like non-romantic relationships, but also the things that you enjoy and the things you want in your life. Yeah, so uh, Venus rules like, um how like what kind of like art and aesthetic you find pleasurable so you're you know again not just interpersonal love but also just like what makes you happy what gives you pleasure what makes you feel love of yourself and the world around you yeah yeah and it also affects not only how you give love but also how you receive love so it, it's a two-way street. It's, I'm sorry, I just flicked my microphone. I think I should re-record that. Um, so it's not just, um, it's a two-way street. It's how you give love and how you receive love. Um, you know, because how you receive love is just as important as you give love. Like there's a lot of people out there who just like, you know, give and give and give and give and give and give. And then when they come time to receive, they're like, oh no, I'm not worthy. So, Yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about, um, because it affects what we find pleasurable, it also affects what we're willing to spend our money on, like what we deem worthy of, you know, again, where, where we're putting our dollars. 
So you can learn some of that, you know, if you go into depth looking into your Venus sign. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about my Capricorn and Venus because it is one of the things that I can kind of tease out in my Capricorn uh, cornucopia. But uh, I did want to talk to it, um, talk about it in conjunction with my Sagittarius Mars. So did you have more you okay, want to talk yes. about or did you want to move on to? Um, no, yeah. we absolutely can. And I think we should mention that, that these planets don't exist by themselves. There's not like, you know, this causes this. They also affect each other. And we'll talk about that more when we discuss the outer planets, mm-hmm. um, but they interact with each other. And so it's not, it, it, the whole, the whole thing is your personality and, and your, your traits, and mm-hmm. things like that. It's not just one aspect yeah. of your personality. Yeah. And the reason why I wanted to talk about Venus in conjunction with Mars is that like Venus is how you love, but Mars, like it is your, um, it's like anger, conflict, competition, action, drive. Um, but it's also your passion. And because that it like really influences, like in all honesty, fucking. And sometimes just like, it's pretty, it influences passion and fucking. And if you've ever made bad choices like me, um, sometimes love and fucking are completely different subjects. So, um, yeah, so I could go off on a tangent about that, but is there anything else you wanted to add before I, you know, ride off on my horse? No, we can, yeah, we can start talking about Mars. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk about it all. So I'm just gonna, okay. So I'm going to talk about Mars in conjunction with Venus a bit, because a lot of people think that you need to look at, you know, Venus to see if you're really romantically compatible with someone, um, but like, or look at Venus to see how a person shows affection or love. Um, But I would argue the opposite. You really need to know both to know what they're going to be like in a relationship. Um, So, and it also like on a personal level to get to know yourself and maybe like what you are doing in your love life. um, It's really good to know both. So for example, I am a Capricorn Venus. So Capricorn Venuses are usually, you know, they're pretty dedicated, they're loyal. Um, You know, it's one of those things where like, they're not going to date you unless they think it can somehow turn into marriage. Um, Which, in all honesty, that's like just a part of my brain. Like, I've never seriously dated a guy without saying like, well, could this possibly have like an end point of getting married someday? Like, let's uh, see. And if it doesn't turn out, that's turn out that that's possible. That's usually when I would break up with the guy. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you did have a relationship with a guy that, I, I mean, I don't want to spill all of your dirty secrets, but you know, you would, it, the subject of marriage got brought up and he was like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm not really looking. And you guys have been together for a long time. And he was like, I don't really see me having to take like to do all of this stuff. Yeah. And you were like, move out of my apartment, please. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, <laughs> it, it wasn't marriage because he was down to get married, but he was like, I don't think I ever like could see myself having a family. And I was like, oh, I want that. Goodbye. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah. I, 
was the best thing yes, for you. I know. And in retrospect, there's many other reasons why I should have broken up with him, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, but this guy, okay, I'm just going to spill a little bit of Katie's tea here real okay. quick. He was good looking. He was a friend of a friend. And we were like, Katie, we're all in relationships. Will you please hit that? And then she dated him for two years. And we said, we didn't say to do that. We just wanted you to sleep with him so that you could report back to us how it yes. went. And this is, this is part <laughs> of the rant that I'm about to go on because my Mars is a Sagittarius, which is very fiery. Like as far as interpersonal communication, like Sagittarians are known for incre- being incredibly blunt, which I am. I am in all honesty, the type of person where I get in trouble for being too honest sometimes because I don't know how to sugarcoat things. Um, well, actually, let me take that back. I am working on sugarcoating things. I am not good at sugarcoating things. Um, but all right, yeah. all right. But however, like, I also just like get that fiery, like, like, oh no, you look like you'd be fun to fuck. Like, let's let's go do it. And then, like, eventually, my Capricorn brain kicks in. Like, no matter what I do, my Capricorn Venus kicks in and is like, oh, you are you are having the sex with this person. Will you, are you going to marry them? Is this how this is going to work? And it doesn't make sense. Like I've been in like sexual relationships that were purely just for screwing around and had no future to them. And still it was like, I've just learned that I can't like do super duper casual relationships because eventually like that part of me is like, no, 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 no. Is this serious? I need to know if this is serious. Um, which largely explains because I kept on like for years I kept on doing this thing where I would like find someone I really liked and then like get super duper like Capricorn attached to them but I shouldn't have been doing that in the first place and now that I know that I know that just like maybe you shouldn't be doing that I mean I've been with my current partner for almost two years and you know things aren't looking like they're going to end so I don't think that's going to be an issue but (laughs) or I don't think that's going to be a subject I have to have in the future, but uh, yeah, it's just, it totally explains a lot of the issues I had while I was dating. And maybe you should look at the way that your Venus and your Mars connect because it could be that you're having similar issues. Yeah, that's definitely, again, reasons to look into your birth chart to see why may and it maybe that's not why maybe there's something else that happened in your life but I mean it's definitely a good place to start you know why are you acting this way why do you do the things you do and can you reevaluate that and work within that to make change and better yourself mm-hmm. um I firmly believe in therapy I have never been in therapy because I'm a chicken shit and I will not bite the bullet and go so instead <laughs> I use astrology and tarot for free therapy. Yes. And I am, I have been in lots and lots of therapy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, tarot is really good. Like I use tarot as like an accessory to my therapy to help with stuff. Um, same with astrology. And in all honesty, like there's like, we're just diving into like very surface level stuff. Like there's also the houses that we're going to talk about at a later time. And also things that we aren't even going to talk about, like, uh, trines and things like that, that I do not even understand. And also there's the asteroids. And, and if you're really interested about this stuff and you would like to learn more about your stuff, uh, go to a professional astrologer. They can sift through that stuff and tell you things that you don't even know about yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. I would love uh, to see a professional astrologer. My favorite astrologer is not accepting new clients at this time. In fact, you have to be an existing client to get on her wait list. <laughs> um, but I will shout her out anyway, because she has a podcast. Um, it's Jessica Lignato, and sh- her podcast is called Ghost of a Podcast. And that's where I'm learning like all my astrology stuff. Um, so if you want to hear from an actual professional on a podcast and not us, mm-hmm. Um, her podcast comes out every Sunday, so I highly recommend it. Did you ever start listening to that one, Katie? I have not because I have too many podcasts I listen to, but it's on the list. When I when I run through all the podcasts I currently <laughs> listen to, I will start listening to it. Um, um, I don't I, I understand completely? I listen to nonstop podcasts, and then like an audiobook I wanted to listen, like I pre-ordered just came out. I'm like, ah, I have to like pause on my podcast so I can listen to ten hours of this audiobook. Also. I'm sorry. I just like started laughing a little bit because my, I was going through because I wanted to look at like examples of the, my loved ones charts that I had brought up for doing research last night. Um, And I realized because towards the end of my research last night, I was a little like loopy, like you will see when we get to Plattern and um, Pluto and Neptune, Pluto and Neptune that like I was just kind of writing stuff down and I wasn't super duper coherent, but uh, I made a chart for my cat. <laughs> I just pulled this up. I was like, Oh my gosh, who is this Taurus sun Libra moon person that I made a chart for? No, it's my cat. That's, that's who I made a chart for. That is precious. How do you know when your cat was born? Because when my aunt passed away, she had all his birth records. So he, uh, yeah. So I know what his birthday is. So yeah. Nice. All my animals were rescues. Well, my big dog was a rescue. My little dog was inherited from my grandma. I think she got the dog as a puppy, but like not a like puppy that you pay for kind of a thing. Just kind of like someone had puppies and was like, please take these off my hands. Um, And then the cat my spouse found uh, drunk one night in a bunch of strays. So yeah, I have no idea when my, when my animals were born. That's usually (laughs) better. I'm just of the minority. And I don't even know if this is accurate. This is just what the paperwork said when he was given to me. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, Oh my gosh. Did you see my Instagram story earlier? And again, for those of you listening to this, it's November now, and that is an old Instagram story. But the astrology website that I like to use that I do like all my birth charts on, it went down very temporarily today, but it went down and I like flipped out. I was like, no, it's not even Mercury retrograde yet. What's happening? Why can't I get on my astrology? We are website? in the Mercury shadow though. And I do want to say for all of our listeners that sometimes the Mercury shadow is more intense for people than the Mercury retrograde. So just an FYI, if you know, the time after Mercury retrograde ends is hard for you, or if the time before Mercury retrograde starts is hard for you, there is a shadow period. So, yeah, absolutely. Do you know about like what the shadow means? Cause I know like the shadow exists, but I don't really understand where it comes from or why I it is. I don't know either. I just know it's a thing. Okay, yeah, I listen to, um, I listened to uh, Tarot for the Wild Soul and um, Lindsay Mack who makes that podcast is one of the people who um, the Mercury retrograde shadow affects a lot. So she does wonderful terascopes at the beginning of each month. And she also works in a lot of astrology to those terascopes. Um, and whenever a Mercury retrograde shows up, she's always like, oh God, guys, this 
I've, it's the shadow period. I'm not doing well. So, yeah. Yeah, I listen to her podcast as well. It's really yeah. great. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that's it for the inner planets. Um, I, yeah, I guess uh, in closing, you know, we are, you know, newbies to this. So if we got anything wrong, uh, just let us know. You can find us on Instagram at babywitchpod and the same for Twitter. Um, and then our Gmail is babywitchpod at gmail.com. Um, and then we're going to be talking about um, the outer planets in two weeks. Um, they're way different than the inner planets. So like the things that we talked about today, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> yeah. um, so if that's what you're expecting in two weeks, you're going to be disappointed or maybe pleasantly surprised. Let's hope for that one. You will still um, and then the culmination of like literally why we started this podcast in the first place in four weeks. So in two episodes from now, we're going to be talking about our, about Saturn returns and we're so yep, excited. It'll be good. And then I think after that, the episode after our Saturn return episode, we wanted to do a discussion on, um, on the houses. So <laughs> yes. So we're going to do our astrology Palooza for another six weeks, I think. And then after that, yeah, well, you can start listening. Yeah. You can start listening again if uh, astrology is not your best. Yeah, I'll uh, talk to you all later and bye. Yeah, so we'll talk to you in two weeks on the next Magical Monday. Bye.